It's the Stazapod. I got a couple retro items that arrived. One is terrible. One is brilliant. You're going to find out which those are. Also, we're going to talk about carjacking or site crashing and which is the preferred outcome. It's the Stazapod. Let's go. To get cart jacked or to have your site crash, that is the eternal question of e-commerce. And I'm going to lay out why those are the only two options available. Uh, so for those in the know, we had Toy Pizza Con on Saturday. I released my exclusive Captain Peasy and PIA Club released their exclusive for pre-order, both of these, of Captain Tanner. Now, Many people had issues with PIA's club and the checkout. They started to get an error message and they couldn't complete the transaction. This happened to, boy, probably more people than were able to check out. Um, why did this happen? Now, uh, switch gears, look at toypizza.com. And by the way, I'm not besmirching or disparaging PIA club. I'm just simply illustrating different mechanisms of e-commerce and the ramifications of those. So switching gears, toypizza.com, PZ pre-order, no issue. Medic Knight sells out very quickly, within two minutes. A couple people had him in their cart. By the time they got signed in and ready to pay, he was no longer available. And they they got jacked by the cart jacker, the mythic creature that lurks in between shopping carts with a, uh, a meat hook looking to carjack people. So both experiences can be disappointing for sure. Now, why did the PIA store not allow checkout? Why did it have that issue? Because, and this is just going off of secondhand information, I, you know, you'd have to ask them directly, but they allocate inventory during a transaction. My Shopify, my, you know, toypizza.com does not allocate inventory until a transaction is done. What does that mean? So if you go to PIA and, and a lot of other stores, most, most e-commerce stores, uh, you put something in your cart, that inventory is frozen. It is no longer available. It is in limbo until your transaction happens. With Shopify and with my store in particular, that inventory is not frozen until you check out. It still exists. It still, it can be taken by somebody who's checking out mere seconds before you. Now, that may seem like a terrible situation, but If you look at the checkout problem PIA were having, it's because they had too many pieces in limbo. And this happens with every sale. You will always inevitably have people who cannot check out immediately. Sometimes these are people in foreign countries who have no intention of purchasing goods and load up a cart and then the cart just sits there forever. Now, I don't think this is actually like some like uh, industrial espionage or something like that. I think this is more the function of bots 
for whatever reason, there are e-commerce bots that sort of, you know, are programmed to go to random sites and purchase a bunch of shit and never check out. I don't quite understand it. It's a glitch in the matrix, whatever you want to say. Sometimes people are trying to load up their cart. They got to walk their dog. They forget about it. Sometimes people can't log into their PayPal and they get frustrated. They leave and their cart is still active. So all those things can happen. And if your e-commerce engine allocates that inventory, it's just going to sit there indefinitely. And then you're going to get a backlog of people who are trying to check out and theoretically the inventory should exist, but because it's in limbo, it's going to error out everybody. And that means even if just one item is being affected, you're not going to be able to check out with anything so long as that contested item is in your cart. So these are sort of two ways that e-commerce engines make that crucial decision about when you take a item out of inventory. And neither of these are perfect solutions, I will admit that. I'm not saying I make the right decision and PIA make the wrong decision or anyone else does. These are both completely valid ways of doing business. Uh, The reason why I'm glad Shopify has this default setting is because whenever I do a drop, there are hundreds of people trying to check out at the exact same moment. And the reality is, if that inventory was, was assigned prior to checkout, if it was held in limbo, it would create an instant bottleneck effect for everybody who had that item in their cart, and you would have the same thing happen that happened on PIA. You would essentially be given an error message and it would not be explained to the customer. You cannot, you would not want to say to the customer, hey, we, you know, we don't know how many of of these there are at this moment. Um, So maybe check back later, check back in an hour and we'll see if we can honor everything in your cart. There's no like easy way to explain that. So while cart jacking is no doubt frustrating, and it happens to me when I'm trying to check out or I'm participating in sales and it does suck, it is a far better scenario than the entire site sort of creaking to a halt because there is this unreconcilable problem between quantity and orders being held in limbo. So... Bear that in mind, help educate other people as they get frustrated with the e-commerce sort of experience. Um, Again, there's no right decision here. There's no right way to do it. But for me, I'd rather sort of sell out of something than have it be an all-day project where inventory is bottlenecked and then back in stock and people are coming back and forth and there's multiple transactions for the same address. It's a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare either way, honestly. But... I'm sort of glad we have the settings how they are, although I 100% empathize with the frustration of an item being sold out very early. By the way, Medic Knight um, was ordered based on quantities of our customer base last year. That's a very old style that is just now sort of being shared with the public. I must have placed that order, I would guess maybe November? maybe December. So uh, I was not working with the same data set 
that I work with today. And I got to tell you, our customer base has exploded again after Saturday and after the Acid Rain uh, collaboration. The, the sheer amount of new people that just came to watch the live stream was huge. And then to have Kit Lau sharing the project and the Acid Rain folks starting to pick up on it, it has, it's just, it's compounded on itself in a really, a really great way. So we're looking at the second half of this year in a very positive light. Now, not all these customers are going to stick around. Some of them only want kit stuff and that's it. But we have a dramatic number of new eyeballs on what we're doing. And that's really good. That is good for the longevity of what we're trying to do. That's going to allow us to do more figures more often. And hopefully it translates to sales that can uh, continue us on this golden path. If you're a patron, you have seen the mountain playset has arrived. So this was a, uh, a fabled item I found on eBay. I posted it. It's this weird action man suction cup mountain cliff playset. Uh, everybody encouraged me to buy it. Uh, I paid about $100 for it. It came to the U.S., got rejected, got sent back to Belgium, I think. And the seller was very kind. He resent it. Um, I don't even remember when I bought this. I'm thinking it was March or April. So it's been several months. It's been this whole ordeal. And uh, it finally arrived. And I got to tell you, it's not worth $100. Uh, you can go check out my post on Patreon. I, I, ha I shared some pictures of it. I'm glad we did this experiment. I'm, I'm not actually, uh, you know, I use Patreon money to do this. It gave us some interesting and funny content. I think it's actually, we're coming out ahead on this. This is a laugh we've all shared. This is not as cool as I think I imagined this thing to be in my head. Um, it's smaller than I thought it would be. It actually fits on a blister card, which is really weird to think about. Um, this sort of hanging on a store peg. I'm guessing the original price for this probably would have been about $10 to $12. It's, I mean, it's... I don't know. It's just pretty lackluster in person. There are also, um, there are these sort of uh, carabiners that connect these little suction cup rocks with a string. And the main feature of this is that there's a breakaway piece of the cliff that uh, will fall down and swing out and your character can kind of hold on to it and the suction cup will keep it in place. But you get this little action scene where, you know, they fall off of a cliff but are saved. Uh, problem is these carabiners are very soft plastic, or rather the connectors to the carabiners. And the second you try this, it snaps under the weight of the figure and he plunges to his death. Um, people have pointed out this might be a good sort of size for three and three quarter inch play. I, I think that's totally fair. I just wouldn't spend $100 on it. I really would not recommend that. And it seems to be one of those rarer things uh, in the Action for action Man line. Not a lot of people have reviewed this or put photos up. I only found one photo independently online. Uh, I did actually speak to a good friend of mine who was 
the product manager of Action Man in the UK. Um, and uh, he actually asked me not to share what he disclosed about this item. So all I'll say is um, it was not an item under his purview. And I'll leave it at that. But um, we've sort of now solved this mystery together. We know what this thing looks like, what it feels like. It is largely underwhelming in person. Uh, you know, for, for your money, I think I would get Scott Page's Night of the Slice Mountain Diorama. That's a lot more fun, a lot more accessible, and half the price. Um, or, you know, just kind of get some uh, Sky Commander's string and, uh, you know, reenact Cliffhanger starring Sylvester Stallone that way. I, I don't know that this is going to be worthy of tracking down, especially because they seem to be largely only in Europe, and the shipping situation from Europe to the U.S. is really, it's quite bad these days. It's its taking a long time. It's all understandable, of course, because of the pandemic and the strain that is on our sort of infra- infrastructure and delivery system. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say skip this one. For $100, you can get something a hell of a lot better. And in fact, I got an example of what that might be. So for about $100, there is a much better toy experience that I got to tell you, I am super impressed with. Didn't know what to expect. Thought it would be disappointing. It is absolutely not. If you go back and listen to the last Toy Boys episode of Destaza Pod, where Bobby and Josh are sitting in, we're talking about summer movies. Josh reveals that his friend, his neighbor, it couldn't have been friend because he and Bobby were Josh's only friends as kids. Must have been a neighbor or a cousin, something like that, had the famed Bioflesh Regenerator playset from Terminator 2 by Kenner. Now this was, this is absolutely a holy grail of mine. I wanted this so badly when I was a kid, but in truth, anything over $5 was a pipe dream for me. It just wasn't going to happen. There was not a ton of disposable income that was going towards toys. Flea market fines and, you know, G.I. Joe's missing their thumbs were much more in my uh, affordability range. But Josh apparently got uh, a lot of hands-on time with this, and I see why. This thing is incredibly awesome. Uh... I also bought this from Europe. I spent about $100, much better value. This is another package that was lost for a very long time. It uh, arrived in USPS DC in June. Um, It's now just gotten here from, you know, took that long to get here from Chicago. Understandable, again. Um, I always assumed that this was a Play-Doh set. I don't know why, but I just figured that this was one of those things where you're just kind of shooting putty into a mold and uh, breaking off pieces and going like that. As a noble patron pointed out, and I do forget who it was, I want to say maybe it was Jonathan Kroger. I could be wrong. Just shout out in the comments if it was you. Let me know that it was, and I might be butchering this, but dental alginate, which is what your dentist uses to make uh, impressions of your teeth. I always thought that this was like a 
a clay sort of play set and just assume that when I got, if I ever bought one of these, that the chemicals included would be long dried out or expired. Um, getting the information about the dental algonate, I did then purchase a big bundle of it from a dental supply company in Italy, of all places, and uh, that did show up. It's in an orange color. Much to my surprise, the powder included with this vintage playset still works, and it works so beautifully, baby. Now I'm going to post some photos in the comments, uh, sorry, in the uh, article for this. You can take a look. I also have a little video of it being filled up with the BioFlesh material. This thing is so incredibly awesome that even as a 40-year-old, I am completely mesmerized by it. And I can only imagine had I had this, had my parents been rich parents, um, I, I honestly would have played with this every single day of my childhood. This is an incredible, incredible playset. It is so well done, so smart, and whoever figured out that using this material to mimic flesh is an absolute toy design genius. I would love to know who it was. This is really, this is something else. Um, you get this beautiful sort of cartoony placemat that you put down because this is a very messy process. I'm looking at my table now and actually I've gotten a bunch of it on there. <laughs> um, it looks a little bit like a mad scientist playset. You mix together with water, the powdery material, you stir it up, you put it in the plunger, you plug in the mold, and then you just plunge it, baby, and it fills up around the endoskeleton plastic piece. Uh, the thing that struck me the most about this is it actually feels like flesh. It's kind of clammy and wet, and even now, you know, 12 hours later, it's starting to dry and harden and crack, which is awesome. It makes it gives it a really good battle damage effect, as Josh had uh, pointed out on our podcast. But it is still kind of wet and soft. It, it does feel like flesh. It is it is very creepy and a whole lot of fun to <laughs> to kind of handle and play. It, it's almost like a a thick slime consistency. Um, the sculpting on the endoskeletons are great. It comes with a bunch, if you get it complete, it comes with a bunch of weapons on a sprue, which are really awesome, and a sort of, uh, ammunition belt. Um, you're not gonna have a ton of playing happening with this. These are largely, these are static figures that the flesh kind of goes around, but just kind of, like, making little cuts and peeling away to reveal the skeleton is a really fun effect. Uh, I just, I, I love this thing. I wish I had had it. I think it's really fantastic. My mission is now going to become tracking down the Weapon X playset because Toy Biz, it looks like, tried to utilize this very same process for Weapon X playset. And that that's high on my list. I gotta, I gotta find this baby. Plus, I got all this Algonade I gotta use. So, um, if you're gonna spend a hundred bucks on a vintage toy, I highly recommend you do it on this one. Uh, the Bio Flesh Regenerator playset. 
because I mean this this ranks up there with the Kaniku Man Coliseum for me. This is just something I've always wanted. It does not disappoint in person. And it is so surprising and delightful. Uh, I did have a prototype of a new version of this that was made for Terminator Salvation. I think I mentioned this on the podcast. Um, it unfortunately broke. It was it was sort of very flimsy resin material. It was a fragile prototype, and I think I trashed it, um, you know, during a move, which is a shame because it would be interesting to sort of compare notes. But I don't think that was ever made um, final. I don't think there's final product of that playset out there. But um, this one gets A+, high marks, a real lot of fun. And I hope you guys enjoy the short video and the photos of it. Just a quick short to stuss pod today, folks. Thanks for taking a peek. Uh, check out the posts, see the photos, watch the video. This has been a lot of fun. Also, special shout out to Justin Scottum, who sent me some fantastic Lego minifigures I was looking for. And to Sean, who is a new patron. Uh, he traded me a Super 7 Roboto, which I really appreciate, and threw in a bunch of bonus stuff. Very generous for you, Sean. Thank you so much. That's it, folks. The only thing left to say is pizza out.